Welcome to episode 13 of The Complete Works Season 3, a deep dive into the career and films of actor Michelle Yeoh. My name is Mike Smith, and joining me on this journey into the Yeohiverse is my friend, co-host, and fellow psychopath, Mike DiCriccio. How's your day, Mike? I'm doing just great. I'm uh, very excited for this week's episode. I'm, I'm happy that it's like the 13th episode, like Lucky 13 and sure. it might be like a, re- a little bit of a return to form, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if it's not part of the We Made It Ma Quintilogy, I think it's maybe like just right under that. You yeah. Know? I, <laughs> this is a movie uh, that I really enjoyed. So uh, we're going to be telling you what that is in just a few minutes, unless you looked at the <laughs> like little podcast logo thing and saw what movie it is already. We can't control that. <laughs> no, unless you just blindly pressed play on something exactly. and this is what's happening right yes, now, you'll never exactly. know. If so, welcome <laughs> yes. to the podcast. We hope you stick around. Uh, but this is the last movie we're talking about in the year 1993, Mike. Wow, we finally made it. We finally got there. Six movies in one year, which is pretty wild. And in 1993, the same year that Michelle Yeoh spun off of the Police Story franchise with Super Cop 2, Jackie Chan actually starred in a movie called Crime Story. And even though the titles were similar, and actually in some countries it was released as New Police Story, (laughs) (laughs) uh, this was not part of the Police Story series. Uh, And instead, that was a movie uh, about organized crime, and it's a fairly serious retelling of real-life events. But Jackie Chan actually came to that project later. Uh, The original choice to play the lead of Crime Story was Jet Li, who had been on the rise in Hong Kong after the success of the Once Upon a Time in China movies. Jet Li almost starred in Crime Story, but, and this is true, Mike, I'm going to tell you this and you're going to be like, what the fuck? His agent, Jim Choi, was gunned down by triad gang members. What the fuck? There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And after that, Jet Li decided he did not want to make a movie about organized crime, uh, afraid that it would attract the wrong kind of attention. Seems Uh, reasonable. Yeah, exactly. So he instead signed on to make the movie we're talking about today. And that's how this movie came together. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In today's movie, Jet Li plays a legendary real-life Chinese Taoist known as Zhang Sengfeng, also known as Yun Bao. The movie would become one of many Hong Kong hits that Li had in the 90s, which, of course, paved the way for his American debut at the end of the decade. Do you know what uh, Jet Li's first American movie was, Mike? Um, I can picture it and everything, but I can't see the word on the poster in my brain. Uh, okay. I think you might be thinking of a different movie, actually. Uh, Probably it's, it's only a one word thing. Uh, he's, he played a supporting role in 1998's Lethal Weapon 4. Whoa. Crazy. That was, okay. That was the first American Jet Li movie, but we're not talking about that movie today. Today, Michelle Yeoh joins Jet Li in his fight against his former best friend in Tai Chi Master. Raised in a temple where legends are born. Two brothers became masters in the art of Shaolin. Both were destined to be leaders of men. One will be blinded by his quest for power. The other will launch a crusade for justice. Now, the hope of a nation will lie with the only man who has the courage to lead its people to freedom. From the 
martial arts director of the Matrix trilogy comes an epic adventure like no other. Jet Li, Michelle Yeoh, Tai Chi Master, out now on DVD. So Michelle Yeoh received second billing in Tai Chi Master in American releases of the film, uh, where the title was actually changed to Twin Warriors. Uh, so if you've seen the movie Twin Warriors on American shelves or UK shelves, that's this movie. That's the movie we're talking about right now. Look at that. <laughs> uh, but she's not really the secondary lead of the movie. Uh, she plays Su Lin, a woman whose husband recently left her, who joins the rebellion against an evil governor. Uh, Jet Li is here as the Tai Chi master, Yun Bao, and his best friend, Chinbo, who eventually starts working for the governor and becomes the ultimate villain of the movie, is played by Chin Su Ho, who also appeared in Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. Hey, look at that. Yeah, another reunion there. I feel like of all the Michelle Yeoh movies we've talked about so far, that's the one that gets the most reunions uh, out of I, it. Uh, yeah. I, I got to imagine it's because there was a million people who had like random cameo roles uh, kind of thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that has the most like, who do we know? Let's get him in this movie vibe. Right. Uh, so yeah, that, that is interesting though, that it's one of our, the ones we disliked the most, <laughs> from those early run. I think uh, it is easily my least favorite movie we've done on the podcast so far, okay. of the season at least. Yeah. For sure for me also. Um, and, uh, that's the one that we just keep coming back to. We just can't, we can't get away from Twinkle Twinkle, like little stars. Lucky stars. Lucky, lucky stars? stars? Yeah. There we yeah, go. Twinkle Twinkle, lucky stars. Uh, now Tai Chi Master is directed by Yin Wu Ping, who had already made a name for himself as a director and choreographer in Hong Kong films uh, like Drunken Master, Tiger Cage, Iron Monkey, and In the Line of Duty 4, Witness. Uh, Hell which yeah. Just, yeah, uh, an another thing we could come back to, the In the Line of Duty movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, is it Eureka or 88 Films or one of those things is putting out like a whole box set of all four of those movies, and I'm very excited. I, yeah, I believe it's 88 Films, at least the first four In the Line of Duty movies, because as we discussed, I believe there's like eight of them uh, or something like that. Is there eight? But, I thought that was the the uh, uh, Police Story had. Well, Police Story also has eight, but... Okay. Like you wouldn't think of it. You wouldn't think of it like considering some of the other ones. And also Crime Story is sometimes considered a spinoff of Police Story, even Got though, again, it. it's not. Uh, but yeah, In the Line of Duty had like several sequels. Some of them are like retroactively called In the Line uh, of Duty 5 or whatever. Yes, you know? that's right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but In the Line of Duty 4 Witness, I've heard is great. Uh, and I'm very excited to check out that box set when it comes out because that is something that I need to own at some point. Yes. Uh, so in a couple of years after this, uh, Young Wu Peng's choreography attracts the attention of the Wachowskis, and he becomes the action choreographer for The Matrix, uh, essentially Whoa. reshaping action movies for a generation. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> uh, pretty wild. He then also choreographs Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, The Matrix sequels, both Kill Bills, and would work with Michelle Yeoh and Jet Li several more times. Uh, his brother, Yun Cheng Yan, uh, actually plays Reverend Ling in the movie, who is the guy working with Michelle Yeoh to bring Yun Bao back to his correct mental state. Interesting. Look at yeah. that. So there you go. So the movie was directed by Yun Wu Ping and written by Kim Yip, who would also write Jet Li's Fist of Legend the following year. Uh, it came out on November 18th, 1993. And if you were in the U.S., you could have been seeing Man's Best Friend, which based on that title, Mike, what do you think that movie's about? 
Is it not a dog? Well, it's about a dog. Um, but like based on the title, like what genre of movie would you <laughs> would you guess this is? Uh, probably the sad holiday dog movie thing, you know, where it's like about a kid who finds a dog and it's his only friend, and then probably something sad happens. Sure. What if I told you it was a sci-fi horror movie? <laughs> Whoa! What is with this Ali, with Ali Sheedy and Lance Henriksen? What are we doing with this podcast? <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds rad. It got bad reviews when it came out, but like, I kind of want to see this. Sounds movie. like a hidden gem to me. Exactly. Uh, Man's Best Friend came out this weekend. Also opening at number one this weekend, Adam's Family Values. Hey, look at that. Great movie. Uh, really, really good. Uh, also in the top 10 were The Three Musketeers, Carlito's Way, My Life, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Remains of the Day, Cool Runnings, The Beverly Hillbillies, and The Piano. And uh, a couple of those have really stuck around in the, the box office these last couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, and just culturally. <laughs> and, and culturally, you're right, yeah. Night, Nightmare Before Christmas and Cool Runnings, for sure, have been like in all three of these box offices, I think, uh, yeah. of these last like three episodes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And that sounds like, again, I think I said this last week, but that sounds like a great weekend on TVS, you know? 100%. Uh, the IMDb plot synopsis for Tai Chi Master reads... Two friends, ex-Shaolin monks, part ways they brush with the ongoing rebellion against the government. The ambitious one rises up to be a powerful military commander, while his betrayed friend resorts to learn the calm ways of Tai Chi. So, Mike, going into Tai Chi Master, uh, what did you expect from this movie, and what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, going into it, I wasn't necessarily, I don't want to say I wasn't excited. Uh, I mean, you know, I like Jet Li for the most part. I haven't really seen a ton of his stuff. And I also completely forgot that like a couple of weeks ago, I bought the Once Upon a Time in China like box set uh, from Criterion right. during their sale. And I was like, man, what like what was Jet Li? I was very interested in like what Jet Li's like current status was at the time of this movie, completely forgetting that he's in, I think, three of those five movies or something like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that it makes sense that he was like kind of like a rising superstar or whatever leading man in these movies. But our recent brush with these kind of uh, period piece wuja type films, I was like, maybe I'm not super into this, you know, like Butterfly and Sword, Holy Weapon, those kind of movies, maybe, maybe not made me not be super jazzed, maybe about this movie. That said, Tachi Master fucking rocks. And I don't really <laughs> know how to express why. It just kind of does. It's it's got this very fun loose slapsticky thing uh making fun of like the shaolin monks where they're just like getting punished and they're just like having a normal like man isn't this suck we're so bored conversation while they're smashing bricks on their foreheads yeah and they're like oh this is number 18 whoops i'm unconscious now i can't do it you know kind of like loosey-goosey stuff there which is fun and we've talked about that in the past with these movies that like you just sort of have superpowers and there's kind of like a goof, you know, and that's really fun. And this movie has a like real interestingly anti-government stance. Oh, I guess Hong Kong, but still that. So that was real cool to just have it be about rebels fighting against an oppressive tyrannical government uh, sure. agent and all that stuff. And all the fighting and everything is really cool. It's, it's I think it has a really fun mix of the kind of old school stuff that we've seen in sort of the we made it my era you know like the yes madam royal warriors magnificent warriors kind of stuff but then also mixed in with the wuja wire foo things that we've been seeing in the last couple movies so it kind of kind of lands in both both worlds for me so that was a really fun thing to watch so i really had a really i really enjoyed tai chi master 
Yeah, no, I thought this movie was great. It kind of has everything. It's got a very strong emotional core between these two best friends that are kind of taken apart and then pitted against each other. Uh, it's got a very fun, scrappy rebels overthrowing an evil regime plot, which I'm always about. Yep. Uh, and it's got a ton of awesome action scenes. Like, this movie rules. <laughs> yeah. It's great. There's, there's a couple times where I was just like, ah, cinema, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, like, just the simple thing of uh, in the first, of like, you know, five or ten minutes or whatever, and they're like the little kids, not even teenagers yet, and they're yeah. like fighting each other and having like sword fights, quote unquote, with the brooms and stuff. And then the camera yeah. just like passes behind a pillar, and now they're adults, and you're just like, ah, we That's used to have bad. movies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so that that rocked, you know? It's just little, little things like that that are thrown in here. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I like the way that, uh, you know, Yunbo so is like a real life legendary figure in Chinese culture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is like generally considered, if not the inventor of Tai Chi, like the person who like really like kind of mastered the form and all that kind of stuff. And there are like different legends associated with this person and how, you know, he lived on, he lived to be like 300 years old under two different dynasties and refused to work for either one of them and all that kind of stuff. And so obviously it's like all very heightened legend kind of stuff surrounding. Right. This uh, theoretically real life person. What I like about this is it kind of like it's sort of a biopic of this person in to a degree. Yeah. But it's also just like a very fantastical big action movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of taken like the loosest of loose adaptations of like the real life tale of this guy. Uh, and is turning it into like this very bombastic thing, which kind of reminded me actually of my favorite movie of the year so far of this year, Triple uh, R. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, which takes real life uh, Indian revolutionary leaders and creates this like fantastical, huge spectacle thing, uh, partially a musical and partially all these things. And it's taking, I, I feel like in American cinema, it's very rare when you have something that like is based on real life true events that goes more fantastical with it, that goes like kind of crazier. Yeah, <laughs> you know? although you just saw- Oh, weird uh the al yakovic story well true yeah <laughs> that's, that's a goof a, on that but that is a parody of those movies <laughs> but yeah, yeah absolutely the, everything in american cinema at least is that is like quote unquote based on a true story or is att- attempting to be some kind of historical d- telling of a story is never it, it's always like this is the gritty realism for like the untold story or whatever, right. like, you know, like a peek behind the scenes. But in this, it's just like, I don't know. What if, why, what if we could fly? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> what if this dude flew and you're like, I'm in sign me up for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's not like gritty and realistic or whatever, even if it's something like, you know, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which is right. like one of the more insane <laughs> biopics in recent years, Elvis isn't flying in that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not as fighting. far as I can remember. It was, there was a lot going on in there. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I assume he doesn't fight the army, you know, right. <laughs> the whole army. Well, Elvis joins the army, Mike. I don't even okay, remember that. True. That's a good point. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the movie like glosses over that. Elvis is a weird one. There, There is, however, a scene in Elvis where like, cause Tom Hanks like narrates the whole movie and like talks to the camera okay. um, throughout. And it's like an old feeble Tom Hanks in like a Las Vegas casino. And there's one person and there's one scene where he's like, so he rolled the dice and he rolls the dice and like to the camera. And it's just such a weird <laughs> like transition point. It's a wild movie. It's, it's crazy time. Would you um, say that he's the villain of the story? I <laughs> Some would say that. Some oh, would okay, say. Okay. <laughs> but all right. So we're back on Tai Chi Master. Mike, what did you think of Michelle Yeoh in this movie? Uh, wonderful. What an absolute delight. I was a little nervous at the beginning of her stretch in the movie because this is another one where she is sort of the lead or, or rather one of the leads, but sort of more in the ensemble, at least in the beginning. 
uh, yeah. until like kind of everybody gets split up and like the kind of like drama of the story or like the second act. Uh, she becomes one of the only leads left. Right, because so, most of the other ones die. They kind of all get <laughs> murdered, yeah. Um, but, but up until before that, I was kind of, th- I was like a little bit nervous where we haven't really seen this yet uh, much other than in Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars where it's like, oh shit, she's going to be in this for five minutes and she's going right. to be out of the story or she'll just be one of these 10 people at this at this restaurant that they all hang out at. When she, Even in those, that section, she's very good. She's giving like a really funny but sad intense performance where she's like been left by her husband and she just like kind of wants to just drink herself to death and she's just, yeah. just chugging all the wine in the restaurant. But then all once all the actions start happening, uh, she's incredible in it like always. And then back half of the movie, she becomes one of the only leads left. So she does a great job in that section as well. So yeah, I mean, as always, Michelle Yeoh is great, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think she's really not in as much of the movie as you might expect if you saw like the DVD cover of Twin Warriors. Yeah. Uh, where it says like Jet Li, Michelle Yeoh. Like the, and you know, that makes and sense. And they're like back to back on the poster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, especially for American audiences in like the year 2000 when this got its like DVD release in America, these were two names that American audiences could know, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, yeah. Uh, so it makes sense that they would try to like market it in that way. Uh, but really Michelle Yeoh is not secondary lead of the movie. Uh, and she really is more of an ensemble person. Uh, and even more so, I think, you know, we've been talking about her post-retirement roles and how she's uh, done a lot of kind of big ensemble stuff like Holy Weapon or Butterfly and Sword. Um, but she is typically like the lead of the ensemble in those movies, you know, yeah. she's, and and this is like she's very much not, you know, uh, until like the back half of the movie, last third of the movie, where she kind of becomes the secondary protagonist, like still in full support of Jet Li's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she is not in as much of it as I think like we I expected in the movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I definitely expected her to be like the girlfriend or whatever for the whole movie, but like important, importantly or whatever. Um, sure. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think kind of looking at this role, I, I like I think the closest context for it. And we'll talk about the, you know, the way the ways this fit into Michelle Yeoh's career and oh, all that stuff. Good setup the, for yourself, Mike. I think the closest context for this is her role in the owl versus Bombo, but just much more expanded. Yes. You know, like yeah. she, has, she gets a lot more to do here than she does in the owl versus Bombo. Uh, and like we said, that, I mean, that was her very first movie. She has kind of a solid supporting role in that. Um, but here she gets to do all the same stuff she was doing there, but she's in action sequences and she gets to do a bunch of other stuff and that she's in a lot more of the movie, especially once you get to the last 30 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, to for Owl vs. Bombo. Cause like, yeah, I kind of forgot about that, how much she's in that movie versus what your expectation might be. Um, right. and then at the beginning of this movie or when she finally shows up, I was kind of like, Oh no, is she sort of just going to be a little in this movie for a couple minutes or just every now and then she'll pop up. But then she kind of fully joins the movie uh, in the ensemble. And yeah. And then for the movies that this connects to for me, like I said, at the beginning, uh, it sort of blends the aesthetics or whatever of the kind of two eras, like the pre and post retirement where it's kind of the, Wirefu, more fantastical period piece stuff like Butterfly and Sword, Holy Weapon. But because it's Jet Li, (laughs) like all the fistfights and everything. Yeah. And and, uh, all the choreography and all that stuff for the the actual action scenes feels a lot closer to the stuff we saw at the beginning, like Yes, Madam, or even, you know, the Sammo Hung fights in Isle vs. Bombo or whatever. Right. Um, So I think it's kind of walking in both worlds right now. And, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's, it feels good to have this movie kind of come after maybe two or three that weren't really so hot, at least to me. Here comes Tai Chi Master to be like, yes, 
We're, yes. We still got it, baby. We, we're reclaiming it. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And I mean, you talk about the wire foo and stuff. I mean, that is also something that young Wu Ping is well known for is his work with wire foo. And that's obviously what kind of sets the matrix apart from all other action yeah, movies is. when that comes out in America. And then of course, crash and tiger hidden dragon also famous for that. So yeah, obviously that's just like a big part of his choreography style, I guess. Uh, and that's on display here in Tai Chi master. It rules. It's so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, as soon as you said that he did the choreography for Crouching Tiger and then also The Matrix, I was like, it's all coming together. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're connecting dots, baby. Because um, I was like, what does this feel? This feels very similar to something. What are, like while I'm watching it, and you're like, oh, it's the it's those. <laughs> yes, there it is. Uh, so yeah, Owl versus Bombo, I think, is a, a kind of a similar supporting role. Although, like I said, she gets a lot more to do here. But it's also a similar setup to uh, Magnificent Warriors. You know, a scrappy group of rebels looking to overthrow an unjust government. I think it's a very similar movie actually yeah i was watching this uh with a friend and when we got to the end of it i was like yo you ever seen magnificent warriors <laughs> he was like no and i was like all right well we're gonna pencil some time in because we're gonna watch magnificent warriors um which that's the first time you know other than yes madam which is the movie i've watched a couple times already um yeah that i've had like the urge to like go back and watch one of these other movies already uh so that's you know, we're only 13 episodes in. This is going to be a long season if I'm going back already looping, yeah. uh, rounding my way back to other movies. Um, but yeah, definitely had that also connection to uh, Magnificent Warriors. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the movie rules. Uh, and yeah, and I think this is also, I mean, this is the first time we talked about a movie based on real people uh, or legends, at least in right. Chinese culture, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. I believe our next movie uh, is also going to be that. Uh, so yeah, see how that goes. And also, actually, our next movie, also directed by Yun Wu Ping. Hey, look at that. Yes. Like I said, he works with Michelle Yeoh a few times and uh, real quickly in this in this case. Is, is Jet Li in it also? Jet Li is not, but Donnie Yen is. Whoa. Cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> say, excited say for that more. reunion. I'm in. So yeah, and I think Michelle Yeoh, like we said, I think she's great in this movie. She delivers in the action. She gets to do some wackier stuff. She provides a good foil for Jet Li. Uh, and I think uh, the way it kind of like works out in the movie, she gets like one great showcase action scene early in the movie yeah uh like an absolutely like 10 out of 10 like unbelievable action sequence and then she moves on to like the larger ensemble and she's kind of like a background player for a, for a while and then later she becomes like yumbo's main support uh in the climax uh yeah so yeah i think it's it's a good arc for her character uh and i think she uh does well with what she's given she's great in this movie I think uh we'll have to we may have to do some uh you know like complete work stats work in the background before next episode or before the next time it happens because mm. we should track how many times Michelle Yeoh has done that like bend forward scorpion kick thing over the top of her own head because it's got to be like in the last five movies because <laughs> it rules every single time it happens and she's yep. done it so in a, in a lot of movies in a row recently that's, I think that's fair yes I think absolutely you're right I don't know if we can if we can figure that out but we'll see what we can do <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's run the movie down scene by scene. Let's get into Tai Chi Master here. And, uh, you know, we uh, have these opening credits uh, where you see the uh, Shaolin Temple and you see these characters training, right? Like, mm -hmm. You see like kind of a training kind of sequence where everybody's kind of just like swaying with the wind and doing all that kind of stuff. By the way, how did you uh, how did you watch this movie, Mike? Just out of curiosity, because I, I had an issue with what we were doing. I The version I sent you worked for me. So oh, I really? Okay, yeah. The version you sent me, um, it, it worked, but the subtitle track didn't. I was trying to make it work and like was re-downloading it and doing all this stuff and it just didn't work. So I ended up watching it on YouTube, uh, which was the English dub. Oh, uh, so, interesting. So I watched the English dub on YouTube and you. it sounds like you watched the non-English 
you know, the the correct way to watch the movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And it, it was very funny, too, just with the subtitle track. We just kept laughing at it because... You know, so a lot of those I believe are uh, like automated. Uh, you know, sure. like Google Translate. Yeah, yeah. At whatever. For some reason, it it put a dash in the word yes, so it would be y dash es. So oh. every time it came up, it would just be yes. Like while we were reading, <laughs> and we just me and my friend kept saying yes. Well, whatever. So I don't know. It's weird, but yeah. So I got to watch it in a nice 1080p Blu-ray rip that I found. <laughs> nice. And I watched it in a, a much shoddier quality on YouTube, uh, which, by the way, YouTube like cuts off the opening credits. Right. Uh, so, but I had seen them like when, as I was trying to get the subtitle track to work. So yeah, you so missed I, the first like two minutes for some reason on YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, super weird. But uh, they have these opening credits where you see this training in Shaolin Temple, and you meet Yunbo and Shinbo as kids. They kind of like meet like for the first time. Their master introduces them, and they're hanging out. And the first ten minutes of this movie is just shenanigans. Yeah, goof, goofing around. You get this weird hierarchy about who's a senior and who's a junior, and like you call me senior in front of these people, but like really. Really, you're the senior. I don't know. It's real weird. Yes, uh, and interesting. And then they they say about bullying and and fights. But you know, school schoolyard stuff. You know. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of establishes both characters very quickly, like right away. Where Yunbo is like the more passive, you know, just kind of chill person. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just down to do whatever. And Chimbo is the one that has you know a lot of ambition, a lot of drive, and is like you know wants wants to be seen as like you know more important than he maybe is at, at the temple right now. Yeah, he puts a lot of emphasis on like his status, and even though he's technically Yunbo's junior he's taller than him so like you must call me senior i, th- I remember yeah. that being like the detail uh and yeah he's got he's all about projecting an image rather than what he actually is capable of exactly so uh you see them getting into shenanigans they're uh, watching kung fu training which they're not supposed to do and so somebody like reports them they go to their master to try to like learn kung fu and he has them stand out in the hot sun as punishment for a while there's a also a moment where he's like whacking them on their heads which is funny uh and then you have them sweeping the main hall right they're like kind of just sweeping and like you know they have to do this as punishment then they kind of just start fighting with their brooms like doing like kind of a like a mini sword fight kind of thing a sparring match right a friend a friendly fight yeah because they're like not supposed to like you said they're not supposed to know kung fu yet so they're sort of like in secret training with each other and it's a pretty cool moment and then like we said before where they stare at kids and then the camera goes behind a pillar and when it comes out the other side they're doing the same thing but as adults now that was such a good transition and as yeah. soon as that happened as soon as that happened i was like this movie probably rocks like, yeah <laughs> lean forward <laughs> like, on the couch and like stick yes. your fingers like yeah we're, it's good we're like five we're like five minutes in and i'm like this is gonna be a really good time i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they transition into adulthood mid fight and it's like, they're just doing the exact same thing as adults. They're fighting with their brooms and still like learning Kung Fu in secret and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one moment where, uh, the guy, uh, he observes like the other master, like do like the Buddhist palm maneuver or whatever. And then he like yeah. blows up a pillar or whatever with that punch. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're in. We're in. And so at, at this point, you get basically more shenanigans from them. Just now they're adults. Uh, yeah. you know, they're kicking each other under the table and they accidentally break the table uh, and they kind of like play it off. It's like, oh, termites. Or yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they're like pulling on a rope like with each other and all that kind of stuff. And there's all these different things. There's a moment where they're like breaking rocks against their heads as punishment for breaking yeah. the table, I think. Uh, just more shenanigans. Yeah, and uh, like I, I like that moment where they're like, "Oh, how many did you do? Se- like 17? And he's like, "Hits him with one more," and he's like, "18." Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> "I couldn't handle it," and he like passes out, uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Or they're like showing like the uh, 
the barracks where everybody's sleeping, but you get to them too on the end and they're sleeping doing a headstand. <laughs> like, yes. you know, just silly <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Yes. And it really, the movie like does a lot to just establish like these guys are pros. They're yeah. pros and they're great. It's like, we're, we're all fans of these guys. <laughs> Is this just triple R now that you were talking about it? Like it that? Kinda, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of it. Like I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if triple R ended halfway through with like the betrayal, uh, right. then it would be Tai Chi master basically wild. If only Tai Chi Master was three hours long, and then it could have come back around. <laughs> then it could have done. We could have done it. Yeah, they could be pals at the end again. And so at, the, at this point, the temple is having a contest uh, that's being held to determine who will move on to learn kung fu. Right. And uh, I don't. I don't think Yunbo is going to enter the contest, but Chinbo does. Yes. Uh, and so he gets involved, and he's like fighting this guy. And is it he that throws the sand, or is it the other guy that throws the, the sand? The other guy cheats against Chimbo, yeah. Yes, yeah. The other guy cheats by throwing sand in the fight. Uh, and so Chimbo acts in retaliation. Like, he retaliates and, like, you know, really goes after the guy and, like, really starts yeah. to beat him up. And that's when he gets, like, kicked out uh, because he's too high-headed, man. <laughs> right, yeah. He uses his kung fu, like, out of vengeance and violence instead yes. of to help people. Uh, so he gets, they get expelled, or he gets expelled, uh, so Yunbo jumps in to assist him, so then he also gets expelled, yes. and then it's them versus 90 dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Yunbo jumps in to defend him, and then all of the other students surround them, jump on each other's shoulders, yes. <laughs> and it's like them versus Yunbo and Shinbo. It was incredible. This whole sequence is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's they're big on human Voltrons, now that I'm thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> and holy weapon. <laughs> um, and yeah, he fights the master first, I think gets in a lot of i think maybe gets expelled because he like fights back he like touches the master right right uh, uh but that's that fight is very good and he does the like a buddhist palm punch thing that he saw him do he saw right. the master do and uses it against him uh and it's crazy and then yeah they fight just the coolest shit they all have not spe- staffs i guess i don't think they have spears in this scene right like bow staffs yeah bow staffs yeah uh, and it's just fucking awesome, and and it goes on forever. Like I thought this would be yeah. like a like a one minute thing, and it's like a five minute fight scene. Uh, oh yeah, and they're like throwing all the staffs, they're breaking chandeliers. Yeah. Uh, at, one, at one point, I think it's Jet Li who like slides on one guy's like unconscious body across the yeah. floor. <laughs> he basically does the Legolas thing with the with the shield, uh, yes. but with a guy. And it red, it's red as hell. <laughs> um, and then eventually their master shows up and saves them, basically. Yes, and kind of gets them out of there. But he also sends them into exile and tells yeah. them, you guys have to leave here forever. You never come back. Be gone. Yes, yes. And so he sends them into exile. And, uh, you know, as he as he does, he gives them like this parting wisdom like, Yunbo, you have a tender heart. I, I believe that you will do what is, is needed everywhere you go. Uh, but Chimbo, you trouble me. And he gives Chimbo something to like, look at whenever like his heart like is too fiery with passion or whatever right, right? yeah he gives him like a, a scroll or something like a a, a lesson you know kind of yes. thing to read yeah which I, which I think is probably is it the book of tai chi or whatever that gently looks at later yeah because chimbo never looks at it because he's too fiery um, he's too fiery he's too high-headed like triple r it's fire and water exactly <laughs> uh but yeah i believe that's what it is and because he never looks at it uh he never learns the ways of tai chi Yes, and then Jet Li does, and that happens later in the movie. But this is the kind of the last you hear about this for now. Yeah. Um, but he gives him this scroll, uh, and so they go into town, and once they go into town, that's where you see Michelle Yeoh for the first time. Yeah, this was a really fun, like, fish-out-of-water sequence for, like, 10, 15 minutes, because, you know, they've been living yeah. in this temple forever. They don't know how, like, 
society or towns work and they're like what is that guy's hair so weird for you know and all yes. this stuff and they're trying to like oh we need money like what is that um <laughs> you know and things like that so there's a really fun real fun goofy sequence that ends yes. in like a police chase i think right yes yeah uh, i mean half these sequences end in oh, police chase yeah true I think. uh yeah they go into town you see michelle yo playing a lute uh and she's kind of just like there she's sort of in the background at this point um but yeah. they, they she's playing a lute and they like ask some guys for money and they get like tossed into michelle yo so like the guys are like oh, get out of here and like toss them and like all that kind of stuff and that's when michelle yo reveals that uh, she's looking for someone right uh she like mentions like have you seen this person and they're like oh no i don't know and so she's like okay and she like kind of continues on her way yeah, and I was like, oh, man, I hope she comes back. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. this will be a long movie if it's just for that. <laughs> Which is interesting. Uh, other than Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars, Michelle Yeoh d- hasn't done that in a movie. <laughs> like, you know, remember right. like how many times Nicolas Cage or, or Jeff Goldblum were street punk number one or whatever? Sure. Uh, I mean, we're 13 movies in. We're a little bit beyond that at this point in her career. But just overall, it's it's kind of impressive and interesting that that never really happened for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Yo, it's it's interesting because, I mean, Lucky Stars was like a cameo. It was an actual, like, deliberate cameo of, like, a person who was about to be a big star in Hong Kong. Right. And so she was, like, already working with Samuel Hung. She was in the commercial with Jackie Chan. And she was, like, kind of known for being, like, the beauty contest winner, right? Like, that right. was sort of what she was known for. And so it was clear that, like, she had some kind of talent and, like, she kind of got in with Samuel Hung and Jackie Chan and their crowd. And that's how she kind of became kind of a, a big star very quickly. Uh, with Nick Cage, yeah, you have like Fast Times for Ridgemont High where he's just like in the background, he's Brad's bud, right? right? Not even in the uh, credits. Yeah, never on Tuesday and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so sometimes he would do like a quick cameo after that. But uh, but with Cage, he became a pretty big star very quickly too. Like Valley Girl was like episode three of the That's season true. or whatever. Uh, That's a good Goldblum point. had maybe 10 years of cameos or like, you know, bit parts and things like that. And then he would also just do random cameos for fun. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. I I feel like so often we would be like, all right. And now we're talking about Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie where uh, Jeff Goldblum shows up for two seconds. (laughs) Yeah. The good old run, roundy run appearance, you know? Yes. You know, the player and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, every once in a while it'd be a great movie. Sometimes it would be a not so great movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, But yeah, with Michelle Yeoh, I think uh, the only really like bit part she's done has been Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars up till now. I think there is like one coming up in a few weeks that is just like a quick cameo appearance. Interesting. Um, and so, but that at that point, it's like, okay, but it's a cameo appearance from like an established person who it's like, oh yeah, it's fun to see this person. In the, yeah, in the yeah. Movie, as opposed to just being like a bit part for being like a working actor kind of thing. There's no, uh, I was, I was just thinking like Michael Lerner was the most Goldblum <laughs> reunions because <laughs> he was always like the guy in the real movie that yes. Jeff Goldblum would show up in. Yeah, he was like the bit part guy who was just always around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Michelle Yeoh goes off and does her own thing. Uh, at this point, Yimbo and Chimbo, uh, meet Miss Lee. She, uh, is getting this guy's money back from these thugs and beats them up. Yeah. There's like some like stall owner or whatever that the military is like, you got to pay us your protection money or whatever, or some thugs. I don't really remember exactly. Uh, there's not much distinction between the police and the thugs at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think these were just some random thugs though. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, and she pickpockets them and gives this guy his money back, but they like immediately recognize it. And she's just like, okay, bye. And like, as these guys get murdered for her pickpocketing and it's like, what happened? I don't think this worked out. (laughs) She, yeah, she tries to run away. I don't think the guy got murdered. You don't think so? I don't really remember. There's a Uh, lot of just people being killed. 
There's a lot. I mean, there's a one point later on where like Chimbo just like murders an entire family looking for Junbo. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty wild. It's pretty rough. <laughs> but yeah, so she like just tries to run away and she falls through a table. Uh, oh, at this yes. Point. Okay. She, she like falls through a table and then Yunbo and Chimbo like come in and assist and like try to beat up the thugs for her. And then all three of them run away and uh, they're chased by these soldiers. So I think uh, maybe the maybe they're soldiers who maybe they I were think the people. soldiers come for break up the fight that they started. Right. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And so they all run away. They're chased by these soldiers and uh, they disguise themselves with these ho- with this horse hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a Scooby-Doo type thing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> There's a couple of times where that happens where like they'll be, they're being chased and then like they'll pose in a shrine and the soldiers will just run past them thinking they're yeah. statues. <laughs> And it's it's hilarious every time it happens. Every single time. There's not even, yeah. <laughs> not even a contest. Uh, and then the uh, the evil governor rides into town. Governor Lou. They kind of like see him as they walk uh, as he wa- as he like rides past them. Yeah. Uh, and Chimbo like kind of takes note and is like, oh, I want that kind of power. You know, that's that's the kind of power that I that I seek, right? Yes. Yeah. It's funny too because I guess in the in the maybe in the American dub or English dub, uh, they did they mention that he's a eunuch. Because this is like the fourth movie in a row with like a main eunuch character. (laughs) Uh, So the governor you're talking about here. Yes. Yeah. I think that that may have come up because there's one moment later in the movie where he uh, the governor like stops him from uh, forcing himself on Miss Lee later in the movie. But because like, you know, you you have to like be celibate. You need to like, you know, like refrain from women at all costs and all that that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not sure if I picked up that he was a eunuch uh, specifically, but that does make sense. Yeah, no, like I like they don't call him governor. They call him like eunuch, whatever his name is in the movie. Okay, actually, <laughs> in the yeah, I, I, think they, I think they may call him. Yeah, that that's that may be in the dub also. Okay, okay, yeah, I was just yes. curious. It's, okay. I guess it was like a uh, you know a, a vaunted court position to be like the eunuch because uh, right was it a uh, butterfly and sword? But, uh, yeah, butterfly and sword. The like main dude that turned out to be like a demon was like a eunuch at the end of that. Uh, right, holy weapon. Yes. I think I might have had somebody like that. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. How about yeah, that? weird, weird stuff. After this, the governor's rode through, and now they're all eating dinner at the restaurant. Uh, right. Yimbo, Chimbo, and Miss Lee, and uh, Michelle Yeoh is also there. I gotta say, I really wanted some fucking dim sum after this movie. Oh man, <laughs> it looked so good. <laughs> I just need them, them, them buns, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Michelle Yeoh is also here, and uh, this is where she finds the person that she was looking for. Uh, actually, it's her husband, and uh, she confronts him about the guitar or the lute or whatever, and it's like, yes really emotional and like he gave it to her and she's never been without it for a day in her life and right this ultimate betrayal he must take it back and she's like yes trying to make him take it like damn okay yeah it's in it's intense she she discovers that her husband is now remarried to this wealthy woman and she's like pshaw peasant uh basically to <laughs> yes. michelle yo yes so she's like begging her husband to just take the loot back uh and then michelle yo fights the woman with the loot yeah she's like attacking her with the loot and it is awesome uh, so this whole sequence, this is like the big showcase action sequence for Michelle Yeoh in this movie. Uh, she's like fighting this woman and she they're they're fighting on these like two tables running around and like spinning on the tables as they're <laughs> as the table like gets kicked through more and more. And so like the table becomes less and less as the fight goes on. And eventually Michelle Yeoh is like fighting on stilts. Right. <laughs> Just the two legs left from the table. Um, yes. And it's cool as hell, and she does the scorpion kick thing over the back of her head, and it's the it's the raddest thing. Yeah, and that, this is, I think, where I was like, this sort of is what I, you know, I haven't seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but just like cultural osmosis, visual stuff I've seen from it kind of looks like that, kind of feels this vibe. Sure. Uh, where they're like hopping around on the table and balancing on one corner and fighting at the same time and all this stuff. 
Uh, so there, you know, look at that through lines. You yes, know? it's all coming together. Uh, and so she's attacking this woman. Her husband then tries to attack her. Then Yunbo attacks him. And a huge fight breaks out, and they all get chased out of there again, Scooby-Doo style. Scooby-Doo style, every time, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so after that, they return to the restaurant uh, to find rebels stealing taxes to give back to the taxpayers. They, like, stolen, like, the stuff that the soldiers took from the taxpayers, and now they're going to, like, redistribute it to, to the peasants, right? And so Chimbo, say, Chimbo sees that, and he's like, oh, we, we should capture them, right? We should bring right. them in for reward. And Jimbo's like, no, what are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, get, let them take their taxes back. Yeah. yeah. The next day, Yimbo and Shinbo are performing in the streets and uh, they're basically like paying people to beat them up. Yeah. Which is like uh, their superpower, which I loved. This section it was very funny. Yes, this is very funny. There's like, oh, you know, give it, give us one coin and you can give us hit us with one punch with everything you got. And some guy like throws 27 coins at them and just starts punching them a bunch of times. Yeah. Just rapid fire. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yinbo is like, ooh, ah, oh, ooh, like, you know, and then he like leans over and he's like, he's like, I'm pretending so he'll pay us more. And then he's yes. like, oh, you almost got me. And he's guys like, here, 50 more. Yes. And then he just has like, you know, his, all of his men come down to like tap him too. And there's just like five guys just pounding on them all yeah. at once. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what a delight. Uh, so good. Uh, and then after all this, the tax collector comes to take their money. Yes. Yeah. And he makes up some like, oh, well, you got to pay your performance fee and your uh, entertainer's fee. And of course, you're using government land. So you got to pay for that. And like all these things to take all of their their coins back. And then he's just like, I'll join you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Yunbo is like, I don't want any conflict. Like, here you go. Here's the money. Uh, and yeah. then Chinbo is like, I think Ch- Chinbo like says something like, you know, wants the money back. And the guy's like, you know, I can make you do whatever you want. Uh, why don't you fight yourself? And then Chinbo like slaps himself a few times. Oh, like, that's really right. Hard. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hmm, I'm impressed with you. Why don't you come to work for us? And so then Chimbo leaves. He goes, yeah. he goes to work for the governor and leaves Yimbo behind. I'll be a cop. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Look at this guy. This motherfucker. Exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, now they've split up and Yimbo wishes Chimbo the best, but, you know, it's obviously not the path for him. Yeah. And he's going to stay and uh, work at the restaurant. You know? Yes. Yeah. And so they're back at the restaurant. You see Michelle Yeoh getting drunk on wine. She's drinking out of like a gigantic pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the whole thing, which is pretty funny because he's like, yeah, I, th- I like the escalation of this scene where she's like drinking out of a mug and he like slaps that out of her hand. And he's like, you yep. got to stop drinking. And then she's drinking out of like a bottle and he slaps that. And then eventually like, he just keeps breaking shit until she's got like the the keg of wine, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yumbo's trying to stop her. Eventually they fight a little bit. They have like kind of a mini fight scene between the two of them. And then the army comes to collect more taxes. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we, we just paid yesterday. And he's like, taxes went up. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they just fucking murk these dudes. <laughs> they're like, somebody I think is like, hey, lock the door. And they lock the door and they lock them in the restaurant. Yep. And they just kill all of them. <laughs> it's the coolest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> Just immediate ride or die rebel restaurant. Yes, exactly. And so they have this huge fight breaks out. They're doing like headstand flips and all this kind of cool shit. Uh, and then eventually there's like one soldier that gets out of there and Yumbo chases him. Uh, yeah. like they're on like horseback and they're chasing him. Uh, and the soldier like finds a guard and he's like, oh, hey, you know, you got to get this guy rebels, rebels. But the guard is Chinbo. Just slices him, right? Yeah. Chinbo kills the soldier. <laughs> he just straight up kills him. Yeah. And so it's this moment where you're watching this and you're like, okay. You know, Chimbo did go to work for the governor, but he still killed the soldier to le- to allow Yumbo to escape. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Chimbo is not the worst guy after all. 
Exactly. Maybe there's a chance. Yeah, maybe maybe there's good in Chimbo. And I think that's kind of what this movie does really well is that uh, even though Chimbo is ultimately like the villain at the end of the movie, there are like moments like this where it's like, ah, oh, but there's like still like a kernel of good left in this guy, you know? Yeah, for a while at least. Yeah, uh, for a while. Once once he like really gets a taste of power, then he becomes like pretty irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, once he gets but, like that new armor set. At this point, Chimbo yeah. could could still come back, you know? Yeah, he at least recognizes maybe he's not working for the good people, you know, because yeah. he lets he kills this guy to let his rebel friends escape, you know, this kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Yimbo escapes. They heads back to the restaurant. Uh, they have like a moment together where Yimbo and Shimbo's like, oh, man, you know, it's good to see you. hope you're doing well. All right. So it seems like some time has passed. Uh, yeah, because since- uh, y- uh, Yimbo's hair has grown back. Right, because they're right. bald. They're bald at the beginning. He's wearing glasses to show the time. Time is <laughs> exactly. bad, basically. <laughs> yeah, but it's very quick. Like you know, if you weren't like paying attention to that detail or whatever, it feels like this is five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> from when Shimbo left, and now he's like a guard. He's he's already set up. Yeah. Um, but then, so the next scene here is that Shimbo is fighting off soldiers in this tournament in front of the governor. Yes. Uh, right, and he's and he's winning. I mean, he's killing it in this tournament. He's doing great. Um, but. He is deemed too vicious. He's he's too hot headed, man. That's been his, too, it's been his problem this whole time. He's too fiery and passionate. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he wants a promotion and he's trying to like do whatever he can to get a promotion. Uh, and so at this point, he runs into the restaurant, tells the group like of rebels there. The governor has found out that the gold was stolen. They have to leave. It's like he showed up like a few minutes before the governor and like the people do the other soldiers. Yeah. kind of give them the warning to get out of there. Uh, and then the governor shows up and kills one of the rebels. Yeah, I think this is what I was confusing with the like shop owner guy at the beginning in the. OK, yeah. Uh, but the owner of the restaurant, I think, gets killed here. Um, yes. Singbo like let, she gives him just gives them just enough warning to like run around the corner down the alleyway before the army shows up. Yes. And uh, yeah, like you said, this all feels like, you know, maybe he's got a heart after all, even though he's he's still very power hungry, but he still cares about his friend. You know, exactly. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, he's working with the rebels. He's it right. seems like he's working with them and he's telling them like, OK, you know, we got to we're going to go to the compound. He's like setting up this whole plan where they yeah. gotta go to the compound. We're going to get to Governor Lou. You guys are going to be able to kill him. It's going to be great. So they go and they sneak into the soldiers compound and, you know, the soldiers like spot them for a minute. And, you know, Chimbo is like, oh, no, just me, just me here yeah uh-huh. uh and then they <laughs> there's go a really in. funny minute moment there when he gets caught he's like oh man don't we all have to pee and all the other guards are like you know what you're right and they all go off together to go pee this <laughs> is really funny yes yeah that was great uh and so they go into the soldiers compound and they kind of get to the area where the tournament was happening before kind of the governor's like kind of quarters and suddenly they're surrounded by soldiers. It's an ambush. Yeah, they said he set him up. That son of a bitch. And they don't realize it yet, too. They're still like thinking Chimbo's on their side. But it's like, oh man, how did the, how did they figure this out? And so this huge fight is breaking out. They're all fighting off these like hundreds of soldiers, and they're like a group of like maybe fifteen people. They're fighting them off, and they're doing pretty good. Each everybody in that group kills like a lot of soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like really like emotional and intense because uh, it goes on for a very long time. Yeah. But also like you know they just start cutting away to like. Like every now and then, like, oh, no, you see a rebel just get, like, stabbed and killed. And then we cut back to Jet Li and, and Michelle Yeoh and we're doing it. Right. And then you cut to a different rebel and he gets stabbed and killed and all this stuff. So it's, like, slowly over time they're just dwindling and dwindling versus yes. these, you know, 500 people or whatever it is. 
And they're doing this while also doing very broad comic bits, like yeah. Reverend Ling pretending to be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was very funny, where he, like, lays down and puts the sword, like, under his armpit. And then, he, like, like t- takes blood off of, like, his dead friend's face and puts it on his own face yeah. to make it look like he died. Like, it looked like he died. And then somebody steps on his hand, and then he moves it, and somebody else steps on his hand, and he moves it. And it's <laughs> it just keep, people keep falling on him and running over him oh, until man. he eventually just jumps back up and starts fighting because he's tired of getting hurt um, <laughs> very funny so so good and so yeah and some i think he's the one who shouts like who is the one who betrayed us yeah. uh, or something like that and then you see michelle yo jump up to attack the governor the governor's there and she like jumps up and she's like you know going his way but then shinbo kicks her away yeah just out of nowhere flying kick from off screen knocks her out yes. of the way and now it's fully revealed chimbo has betrayed the group yeah because he was still like fighting with them or near them. Uh, yes. Like when it breaks out, like he doesn't like turn on them immediately. Right. Uh, but until now, he s- takes his place at the governor's side, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And so most of the group has died, but Yunbo and Ling get away. Uh, however, Michelle Yeoh and Miss Lee get left behind. Yes, they're captured. Yes, Devastating. They're, yes, they're captured. And the governor promotes Chimbo to lieutenant. And you see this just like pile of dead rebel bodies just like up in, like yeah. in that tournament section. Yeah. Is it the next, the Miss Lee is the next scene? I don't remember exactly, but it's like around here. Yeah, it's, it's, th- this is the scene. So okay. like, again, this is where like Chimbo really becomes like irredeemable. He's now uh, just a villain. <laughs> he's yeah. just straight up uh, like, a, like a mustache twirling villain here. Chimbo uh, keeps Miss Lee as his prisoner, which earlier in the movie when they first met her, uh, it was like clear that like he he had an attraction to her, right? Yeah. All, all that kind of stuff. And so he he's keeping her as his prisoner and he's like, like, oh, you know, you are my prisoner now and you can be with me. Like, we can be together. And like, I'm going to claim you as my prize. And so he begins to force himself on her. Right. Try, she's resisting and everything. And then the governor interrupts. Mm-hmm. He shows up and he tells Shimbo, oh, you if you're going to serve me, you have to be celibate. Uh, right. right. That's that's his thing. Uh, and so you can't, you can't do this with this woman. Chimbo's like, oh, okay. And then he kills her. <laughs> he just punches her in the back of the neck and snaps her neck and she falls yeah. down and like sprays blood out of her mouth. And you're yes. like, holy shit. Like, it what? is a, it is a shocking, brutal death yeah. <laughs> for Miss Lee. Yeah. It's like, I think it was a karate chop to the neck. He's okay, like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, oh, okay. Slap. And just like, pff, like blood just like immediately just, like pours out of her mouth and she just like falls to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, it was gnarly out of nowhere. And like she might have killed him, you know, if, if the governor, because she's got her hairpin in the like the struggle right before. Yeah. Uh, they're like about to like square off into like a proper martial arts fight, you know, and then here this happens and you're just like, no. Like, yes. One more person on the body, on the body pile. Yeah, Son exactly. Yeah, it's it's tragic and it is a it's probably the most brutal scene in this movie, honestly. Yeah. Just like the, the very quick suddenness of it is pretty intense. There's there's uh, one more scene that's like a cutaway thing that I was like, whoa, uh, that we'll talk about, I think, in a minute. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um so after this, you see that Michelle Yeoh is uh is hung up on a crucifix. Like she's like, yeah. she's on like a cross. Yunbo has rode in to save her. Jet Li is here, he's riding in to save her, and uh Chimbo is guarding the crucifix. And he uh like sees Yunbo and he offers him a job. He's like, Oh, you can work with me. We can be together at the governor's side. They fight. I like the uh, the device here where they, they do this a couple times in the movie too. Um, but whenever Chimbo and Yunbo are fighting, it will flash back to their old days as pals. Yeah. 
you know? And so it'll be like, you know, they're in a similar pose in their fight. And then it'll flash back to like something you saw earlier in the movie, like just during their like wacky shenanigans, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that like makes that first like 10, 15 minutes have even more weight too, because it's like, these are moments where it's just like, they seem kind of goofy and fun and silly, but then they like kind of come back later and like, you know, just kind of recall that, that moment in, in the way these characters are posed and the way they're standing and all this kind of stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I think this fight uh, between the two of them is like a sword fight. So it cuts yeah. back to them like sweeping the grand chambers or whatever with the brooms, sort of fake sword fighting, uh, and you're just like, no, you know, it's a lot of <laughs> you are the you are my brother uh, kind of exactly. stuff. Uh, but it rocks, and this fight is really cool. Slowly dismantling the like wood pile thing that that Michelle Yeoh is crucified on or tied to a crucifix on. Yep. Slowly, he's slowly rescuing her through this fight without Singbo knowing noticing. And I'd really love. There's one detail here too where they're fighting. And then it just like shows their swords and their swords are like absolutely destroyed from yes. blocking each other's blows and stuff. And I don't know why that one little like taking the second to cut to that close up of each sword blade and showing how like d- dented and, and nicked it is really like hammered home how like powerful these two guys are in this movie it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was great. And so, yeah, Yo cuts herself loose. Uh, she kind of right. like once the thing gets like down enough where she can just kind of get out easily and then Yinbo gets her out. They, yeah, they get out of there. He saved her. Yeah, he saves her. They go. And but then once they're out, Yinbo is like now in a total state of shock. He is like just completely like mindless. He's like talking to a dummy at one point. Uh, I think I think Ling like kicks him in the crotch and there's like a very delayed reaction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good chunk of the movie that is just Reverend Ling and Michelle Yeoh trying to get Yinbo's mind back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's just like so destroyed by this betrayal that he can't be a human anymore yeah uh, he's like can't fathom what just happened it's them like caring for him and this is all the, like there's also like broad comedy things going on in here there's a lot of it in this sequence yeah yeah <laughs> where like they're trying to get Jet Li to eat because he like doesn't remember how to eat rice or whatever and they're he's like mimicking them and they mm. get to like okay it's now it's time to eat and he just like throws the bowl and in the reverend's face and stuff like that, which is pretty fun. I think my favorite bit out of this is where they're trying to get him to just like sleep forever, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the reverend puts like some uh, like pamphlet or whatever on his chest and is like, now sleep. And he just looks at him and he's like, my sheet's too small. <laughs> he's like talking about the piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. That one, that one yes. got a, a bigger chuckle out of me than it probably should have. Yeah, no, that was good. I also liked, uh, there's a moment where he like hits Reverend Ling and Reverend Ling starts crying and Yo's like, what are you crying about? It's like, he hit my crying nerve point. Uh, and then he hits Yo and she starts laughing. It's like, what are you laughing about? It's like, I hit my laughing nerve point. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah with the acupuncture. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, the acupuncture, yes. That was uh, good. Yeah, there's moments where, like, Yimbo believes he's a duck. He's, like, talking to a pole. He gives Michelle Yeoh and Ling black eyes. Uh, they, like, strap him down to get rest, and he starts, like, jumping with the bed. Like, the yeah. bed is, like, sideways, and he's jumping with it. I forgot about that, yeah. Uh, yeah, just a bunch a bunch of wacky stuff. And while all that's going on, like, it's kind of cutting back and forth between these shenanigans uh, and then also Shinbo just, like, going even more power crazy. Uh, yeah. And so you see Chimbo killing another officer in the army and it's like, I'm in charge now. Right. <laughs> it's just orc rules over there. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And th- this is where there's the one shot where um, he's like training all of his uh, soldiers, like violin, dangerous things. And you know, the, the other officer is telling him like, if you keep doing this, you're like your men will turn on you and they'll mutiny and all this stuff. And there's one section where they have them like crawling upside down on nets, like over an obstacle course. And one guy falls 
and just there's just a spike through his chest. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, because it comes out of nowhere. We don't know that yeah. their spikes are there. And it's just like a really gory graphic shot of him impaled on a spike. And then yes. it goes away. We never see it again. Um, yep. So between that and Miss Lee, those are the two, those are the two most like shocking <laughs> moments of this movie to me. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, that's a great call. Yeah. So he's killing another officer here. Uh, you also see Chimbo collecting taxes for the governor and the governor eventually invites him to accompany him to the Royal court. Yes. Uh, you know, the governor like kind of stand by his side and be there with him as they greet the emperor. Uh, as long as there is no rebellion happening in his province, there better not be any rebellion. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> it's like weirdly specific for you to have said that, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That makes me think there might be some rebellion going yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. So after that happens, we see Michelle Yeoh uh, taking Yinbo to nature. Uh, yes. And she's like kind of like trying to get him out there and like kind of understand the world. And while they're out there, so, something really weird. It's like a really weird trigger for Yinbo to come back. But he sees this man be informed that his wife is about to give birth. Right. Like somebody comes up to him and is like, your wife is giving birth right now. You have to go. And it's like, oh, OK, I got to take this thing. It's like, no, free yourself. Make light your burden. And the guy drops the thing and runs away. And that sentence like makes Yinbo snap out of it. And I don't remember if it if it connects back to something the master said. I don't remember when there are kids, do they do that or no? It might, maybe. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but he, it, whatever it is, it snaps him out of it, and uh, that's when Yinbo picks up the Book of Chi. Yes. And uh, you, we see him becoming one with nature, and he starts to be able to control the elements around him. He's like kind of kicking a ball into dinner, and you know the funny, wacky shenanigans happening there. But then he's like kind of able to create this like ball of leaves with the wind and push it away and yeah he learns about equal and opposite reactions uh basically and yes the harder you throw something the blah 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 you get we get it uh be yeah. like water you know uh use exactly. your uh, use your enemies weight and momentum against them is the, the thing he comes to basically yep uh f fantasy version yeah you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly uh so now you know chimbo is looking for yunbo because the governor has kind of given them this ultimatum of like you can come with me if there are no rebellions <laughs> right yeah uh so he's looking for yunbo now to kind of like squash him and you know kind of squash the rebellion uh this is when he kills like a whole family looking for yunbo yeah uh, and so you know two townspeople or two people who were from the restaurant or whatever they come back to yunbo and they're like chimbo's out there he's killing people like looking for you and so yumbo decides okay it is time for me to go meet with chinbo yeah he's like uh let them come basically <laughs> exactly uh and so reverend ling like gives these charms to yumbo and michelle yo reverend ling has like been studying tai chi for like you know years and years his entire life and has never like quite mastered it the way that yumbo has in the span of like 24 hours <laughs> yeah he's he's reverend lee is like Basically a uh, like con man is or, or like charlatan rather, I guess. Yes. Or like he's always trying to like sell these trinkets and stuff and like, oh, this will protect you. And everyone's like, get out of here, fool. But it turns out he might have been right the whole time. Exactly. And he's kind of like self-reflective about that. And he's talking about Taoism and how like it teaches us that you must be prepared to die to do what is right and all that kind of stuff. And now Yunbo and Michelle Yeoh fly in to the city and the, and I'm saying literally they fly literally in, yeah uh, and it's it's great and the governor is there and he's like it's a rebellion <laughs> 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 it's happening and so uh Michelle Yeoh fights the governor she he she fights Lou meanwhile Yunbo is fighting the soldiers and then eventually fights Lou's wife also it fucking racked it was yeah. so cool i like i like how they're like running up and down the scaffolding with Michelle Yeoh and, and the governor uh, and it's a big old sword fight and th creepy bendy swords and stuff. Yep. Uh, 
had a, had a good time with this. Yeah, and eventually Michelle Yeoh is like wielding two swords at once, and it's awesome. And she's slicing off all of Lou's clothes. Yeah, uh, and they eventually like have him prisoner, and uh, rather than kill him, they decide to take him alive and bring him back to the compound. Yes, to make him order the army to stand down. Basically, I think is exactly. their plan, right? Yes. And so the soldiers like surround them when they get to the compound, but the governor like warns them off like, no, don't, they'll kill me or that kind of thing. Right. And I love, I love how much the governor just immediately becomes like a fucking craven little shrimp as soon as he's prisoner, yeah. you know, a like he's all worm. Yes. Yeah. He's all like big and tough and stuff. And as soon as, as soon as uh, Michelle Yeoh like cuts his armor off uh, in that sword fight, he's just like, no, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's his whole character for the rest of the movie. Yes. Yeah. That's all he is, uh, especially because he dies pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, Chimbo uh, is there and he confronts Yinbo and he's saying like, okay, well, you know, you've gone far enough, but this is where it's, this is where it ends. Give it up. Right. We'll take it. Uh, and so Chimbo attacks and he's throwing soldiers at you. Yeah. <laughs> I just love picking that. Up, picking up alive dudes and just like throwing them at him. Yeah, because I think uh, Yoon Bao, like, tosses him a couple times because he's using his enemy's momentum, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then, yeah, he's just picking up his own soldiers bodily and throwing them. Uh, Yes. And it's hilarious. (laughs) Yes, it's awesome. And so Yoon Bao, like, reveals that he's found his fighting style. It's Tai Chi, and he's, like, stacking barrels and doing all these kind of cool Tai Chi tricks. And Chimbo is, like, you know, flabbergasted at this. And then, you know, Lou is like, you know, you have to stand down, Chimbo, all that kind of stuff. And then Chimbo kills Lou. (laughs) Yeah, on purpose or by accident? I don't remember. On purpose, yeah. Chimbo kills the governor on purpose because he thinks that, like, it will make him the governor. Oh, Um, yes. Like, because he's so so power mad that he feels like, you know, okay, well, if I kill him, then I am the governor and you will have to obey me. Right. Uh, And so he kills him. He kills the governor. And then the soldier, he's like yelling at the soldiers like, your governor is dead. I am your governor now. Attack them. But the soldiers do not obey Chimbo. Yeah. And they start chanting, like, kill him, right? Yeah, they start chanting, let him die. <laughs> let uh, yeah. him die. Uh, and they continue. And so Chimbo and Yimbo continue to fight as the soldiers are, like, chanting to, for Chimbo to die. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. They're fighting, and Chimbo at one point is, like, spitting blood. And he throws a carpet onto Yimbo and then throws a bunch of spears onto yeah. him, like, through him, too, like, as if that like that's supposed to, like, kill him. But. It doesn't. Yimbo's alive. <laughs> of course it is. Of course he's alive. <laughs> yeah, he throws the carpet. Uh, he beats up Chimbo, and eventually Chimbo is thrown into the air and lands on a bunch of spears and finally dies. It's a yeah. long fight. It's a very long. This is. I was picturing this was the governor. That's why I wasn't sure if the governor dies on purpose or not. Oh yeah, because um, yeah. he sort of seems like Chimbo dies on accident a little bit because he just kind of gets like yeeted <laughs> uh, <laughs> and lands on the spears of his men, sort of like by accident. It seems. Yes. Uh, and they're just kind of like, well, guess this is over, and they all throw their spears down and walk <laughs> out of the movie. Uh, yeah, the soldiers lay down their spears, and then it's kind of like, well, okay, I guess. The regime is done, you know, yeah. <laughs> the rebels have won. And so at this point, uh, Yinbo and Michelle Yeoh, they're kind of, they, they ride away together. Yinbo goes back to the temple. He parts ways with Michelle Yeoh, says something like, it's up to fate what happens next. And she's like, ah, just as the Tao says. Or, yeah, you know, it's like a that. pretty funny moment. My friend and I were laughing because uh, they come like they ride away from the like military camp and they come to like the crossroads and Michelle Yeoh, I think is like, well, where will you go? And he says that, like, you know, or, or she asks, will I ever see you again, I think. And he says, yeah. like, you know, whatever fate decides. And then they split up. And my friend was like, he could just tell her where the temple is. <laughs> 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 like, it doesn't have to be a secret thing, right? <laughs> 
that is where he goes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's true because yeah, the final shot of the movie is Yunbo uh, leading a group in training at the temple. It's an echo, it's an echo of the first shot of the film that you saw in the opening credits. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know, all full circle thing, and then that's the end of the movie. There it is, Tai Chi Master. Tai Chi Master, great movie. Another another one of these Hong Kong action movies that. The story has ended. We have 30 seconds left before credits yes. start rolling. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. I had a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I thought this movie was great. Uh, it was uh, really fun. I thought Michelle Yeoh was good in it. And especially uh, as somebody who maybe should watch more Jet Li movies. I think this was like a great introduction to like Jet Li's Hong Kong cinema, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm very excited to dig into those uh, Once Upon a Time in China movies because uh, he's the main guy. Yeah, I'm jealous. I uh, the I also similarly got a box set from the Criterion thing, but it was the Infernal Affairs trilogy. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I did not do the Once Upon a Time in China one. Maybe next time we'll see. What yeah, <laughs> I, I was feeling the the sweetheart. Yes, madam. You know, sure. the the Michelle Yeoh love the Hong Kong action. Uh, so I went with I went with that. Plus, I had uh, a couple gift card and uh, email things. So I think I got that for forty dollars instead of the ninety like, or whatever it would be. I, I <laughs> full, think full I price. think like. I think the half price thing is like 62. So yeah, that's, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you think about those movies, but uh, let's talk about some letterbox reviews, Mike. Got a couple of uh, thoughts about Tai Chi Master in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested because it seems like maybe this is more of a, a well-known movie than I might've anticipated. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think as uh, for Jet Li fans, especially it's kind of a big one. So here's a four star review from Rami Raff. Maybe it's cause I saw this in a packed crowd at the new Beverly cinema, but the energy of this Yun Wu Ping Wuxia film is pretty delightful. Part of their Michelle Yeoh double feature, uh, which Yeoh's character doesn't get nearly enough screen time. Uh, the real stars are Jet Li, an absolute poet of violence, and Su Ho Chin, who plays a conflicted antagonist who, in his ambition and desire for respect, abandons more and more of his principles until you can't help but see him as an out-and-out villain. I know I shouldn't reduce everything to corporate IP, but if someone wanted to remake this as a story about a Jedi and a Sith... It'd be pretty solid storytelling footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. Like that would be really good. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of all. I guess it's kind of already Obi Wan and Anakin in the prequels, but uh, still, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know they could do it again. I think it could work. <laughs> Here's a five-star review from uh, Comrade Yu. I feel like every movie that Yun Wu Ping was involved with ended up being a stone-cold masterpiece. <laughs> the guy was a martial arts genius. Everything in this is 110% effused with beautiful motion and grace, not to mention the constant moments of hilarity that are the bedrock of so many Hong Kong films. The guy just knew how to make all this wirework style look completely natural and poised. Jet Li gets beaten up so badly by his evil best friend that he ends up going insane and learning to control the elements of the fucking universe. <laughs> this, this is what you watch movies for It fucking rules. Incredible. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Here's a uh, five-star review from I, Simon. It's a martial arts film directed and, choreogra directed and choreographed by Yun Wu Ping, stars Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh, and features some of the greatest choreography, sword fights, and wire work ever put to film. Of course it fucking shreds. <laughs> So delighted I copped the out-of-print Dragon Dynasty Blu-ray release. Uh, so there Whoa. is a Blu-ray of this. It is out of print. Hopefully one day. Hey, 88 Films or whoever, you know. Whoever. Kind of in your wheelhouse. Uh, all right. And here's one last one. It's a three-and-a-half-star review. This is a longer one from uh, Joshua Dysart. Now watch how I take this incredibly delightful, absolutely wonderful, super badass flick and somehow make it less fun. <laughs> this is the ultimate display of my power to bore and probably also a nice example of how I'm full of shit. Regardless, I write this for me, not you. So here we go. 
Zhang Sangfeng, given name Tang, courtesy name Yunbo, uh, the folk hero that this film is about, declined to serve either of the two dynasties under which it is claimed he lived, dying at the ripe old age of 307 in the Wudang Mountains. Smash cut to the 20th century. After the Cultural Revolution, Mao set out to erase the four olds, ideas, customs, culture, and habits. He hoped to exercise his people of thousands of years of folk tales because those tales, in very large part, featured anti-establishment, anti-government, bigger-than-life heroes like Yunbo. And so it was left to the outer regions free of the mainland revolution, the countries of Hong Kong and Taiwan, to keep the ancient Chinese culture alive while China itself forged on with its new political experiment. This mammoth effort to hold dear the customs and stories of Chinese folklore and opera is why we have the battery of incredible, culturally unique films about Chinese history and folklore. Cut to present day, global entertainment is huge business, and the PRC is at least as much, if not more, of a capitalistic beast as Russia, USA, the European Union, India, etc. Now the PRC, understanding the value of propaganda as well as any nation on Earth, wants to capitalize on the global love and fascination with traditional and non-traditional Chinese adventure storytelling. They can only do this because Hong Kong and Taiwan have been the keepers of the flame. What was my point? I don't have one. Wait, I do have one. Tai Chi Master is anti-PRC, and so are a lot of the Hong Kong films before the transition. Michelle Yeoh is amazing, and though I'm still not in love with wire work, and this has a lot of wire work, it's more palatable somehow when I can actually see the wires, as I, of as I often can in the film. <laughs> you definitely can. I did notice yes. that. Yes. Uh, just a straight-up good time. Long live Chinese culture. Stand with Hong Kong. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. That, yeah. That was intense. I like it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, gave a little more cultural context uh, for this movie and movies like it than I think we maybe are able to <laughs> glean yeah. from it being two like American dudes who don't know too much about that. <laughs> yeah, I agree that we don't know a whole lot uh, and it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. So we should definitely, you know, maybe I'll, I'll find we'll, we'll do some research, I guess, at some point. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, absolutely, we should try to do some more research as often as we can. Um, but I think the, the appeal of this podcast is that we're enthusiasts, Mike. You know, yeah. we, we, we love to learn. <laughs> we're learning with the audience. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so that, I believe, brings us to the end of this week's episode of Mike, of course, that is Tai Chi Master, uh, which rules. Good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big. Uh, not shock. That's the big, that's the wrong word. Uh, fun discovery. There we go. Yes, absolutely. All right, Mike, where can we find you online this week? You can find me at MD film blog on Twitter and letterboxd. And if you'd like to donate to support the show, you could do that at our Kofi page, which is Kofi.com slash Mike and Mike pods plural. Cause we have two podcasts. Yes, we do. And you can find me online at Emma Smith film blog on Twitter, Mike Smith film on Letterboxd and Radio Mike Sandwich Instagram. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Complete Works. I'm Mike Smith. That's my decretio. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And if you want to contact us, you can tweet at us as long as Twitter still exists at Complete Works Pod. <laughs> that's a W-R-K-S. No O in the word works. Yeah, so, I mean, in theory, Twitter will exist by the time this episode comes out. I don't Theoretically, know. Theoretically, I mean, you know, next week, who's to say? Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, you can find the rest of our podcast on Rapture Press alongside many other podcasts about comic books and movie news and all that good stuff. Our theme song was created by Kyle Cullen. You can reach for your own podcast themes at kylespodcastthemes at gmail.com. And our logo was designed by Mac V or at Fearless Guard on Twitter. Uh, join us next week in the Complete Works. We have got another movie directed by Yun Wu Ping. This time, Michelle Yeoh reunites with Donnie Yen in 1994's Wing Chun. I can't believe it's going to be weird to not be in 1993 anymore. <laughs> It feels like it's been so long since yeah. uh, since we've been out of 93. I'm trying to think of the last time we've had somebody like have this many movies in one year. And I'm pretty sure it's Nicolas Cage in 2018. Uh, God, yeah. Where, where I think he had like eight movies that year. Yeah. <laughs> 
And do those even really count? I mean, I guess they do. Yeah, they were they were movies. We watched them. <laughs> They're true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that was actually back when we did the podcast every two weeks. Right. Uh, so it took us like a long time to get through, <laughs> to get through 2018. <laughs> yeah, it's like f- four months, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of nuts to think about these days. But uh, there you go. And remember to check out our other podcast, Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, uh, for all kinds of other movie-related stuff, including recent releases, ranked lists, general discussions, and a lot more. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and thanks for taking it, yo. Yo.